1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by GoDaddy.com, where you can build your own domain name, build your site, or use any of GoDaddy's business tools and save 30%. Head on over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the resources tab, find the GoDaddy icon, click on that and save 30% today. All right. So today's podcast, I'm so happy Happy, 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 and thrilled to have back on the podcast number one best-selling author Wynne Kelly Charles. So Wynne has been on the podcast before. She is an inspiration. Today's episode, we talk about the patient perspective. Win will be a lifelong recipient of physical therapy. So she was born with cerebral palsy. She has defied the odds by becoming an author. Her memoir, I Win, is an amazing story of how she remembers her life through the years of having a condition called cerebral palsy. As a competitor in the Kona Ironman Triathlon, CEO of her own jewelry design company and motivational speaker, Win Charles truly is an inspiration to many. Today, she tours the country speaking to schools and institutions to raise awareness about cerebral palsy and living a full life no matter what holds you back. She is also an advocate of veterans across the world, and she is also the host of a podcast called Butterflies of Wisdom Podcast, which I was on a couple of months ago, and she's just a joy to talk to. In this podcast, you'll hear from... The patient. Oftentimes, I have different therapists and other healthcare professionals on, and we talk about things from our perspective, and I think it's great when you can also get the patient perspective. And so what do we talk about? We talk about the evolution of physical therapy care for patients with cerebral palsy, Wynn's experience of being the first woman with cerebral palsy to wear an exoskeleton, it's really cool, Uh, her rehab and fitness schedule. First hand advice from a cerebral palsy patient on how to effectively treat the condition. This is important, people. We have to listen to the patients. The challenges of gaining adequate insurance coverage for lifelong conditions and so much more. Um, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that she gave is don't go by the textbook. You know, be original. Look at the person who's in front of you. Such great advice. Um, and, and, we have all the links to wins uh, podcast and also to her website if you go to the show notes over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, you'll get all of the all of wins info and it's just she's just so great and if you haven't checked out her podcast please 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 go and check out her podcast because it is really good it's her and Juan Carlos the whole podcast is run by Uh, people with disabilities. And it's just, it's amazing. She amazes me all the time, every time I speak to her. And she also snowboards. She lives in Aspen. I mean, amazing. Um, She's really great. So I really hope you guys enjoy this and definitely check out all of her work because she's doing really great stuff. But before you do that, for the listeners of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast, uh, again, GoDaddy makes registering domain names fast, simple, and affordable. Find out why so many business owners choose GoDaddy to be their domain name registrar. And like I said before, if you go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the resources tab, and then kick on GoDaddy, click on GoDaddy, you'll save 30% today. So if you're thinking of Getting a new domain name, get it through the podcast, save yourself 30%. All right. So everybody, uh, I hope you have a great week. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing and downloading. It's awesome. And enjoy enjoy today's talk with Wyn Kelly Charles. Hey, Wyn, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast.
0: I am perfectly fine. Thank you for having me on again. again.
1: Again, Yes, and, I'm thrilled to have um, you
0: on again. The last time we originally talked was we talked about PT from the patient's perspective, if I remember correctly. Yes, that is correct. And that's what we're going to talk about again today, but I have a update for you and your fan base, slash my fan base, and you you would think that why would Karen be inviting a patient, a PT, on the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast? And what I'm coming to find out is that PTs love patient feedbacks. That's according to Karen's stat, by the way. And I'm coming to find that out, too. So that's where we stand
1: on that. Yeah, and and I have to say, you're absolutely correct. From just coming back from the combined sections meeting, one of the things that was a theme was really getting more information from our patients. Having the patients be part of the conversation versus the conversation only being between the practitioners. And because when you think about physical therapy, it's a team, you're a team with your patient. With yes. other people on the team, whether it be an OT, the doctor, the trainer, the Pilates instructor, what have you. But the person who is the center of that team isn't the doctor and it isn't the PT. It's the patient. Yeah. So we and want to I, hear from the patient.
0: Yes, we do. We do. And it takes the whole team to be doing what you you guys are doing. And it the patient is Point of the team, I I didn't know if you guys realized, that. and I, I say you guys because uh, I'm talking to the audience, not necessarily Ken, because she knows what is going on.
1: Right. So why don't you actually? That reminds me can you uh, quickly tell a little bit about your background so that people listening who maybe didn't listen to the first podcast I did with you have a better understanding of why you are a patient and probably will be a PT patient for life?
0: Oh, yes. Yes. I am a PT patient for life. I am 29 years old, almost 30, and I have hemiplegia cerebral palsy. So those of you that don't know what hemiplegia sample palsy is, you're probably by now studying CP or sample palsy in a textbook. But hemiplegia sample palsy, for those of you who are thinking, what the heck is she talking about? is It's lack of oxygen to the brain at birth. So basically, it's a traumatic birth injury. And no, you can't get it as an adult. No, it's not contagious. No, it's not hereditary. And I get those things all the time. So I had a traumatic birth. As a result, I had lack of oxygen. And as a result, I got hemiplegia, cerebral palsy.
1: Right. And so thank you for telling a little bit about your background so that people kind of know where you're coming from. So as we talk about your life with physical therapy, people have a better idea as to why you're in physical therapy and yes. and all that kind of fun stuff. Yes. So so let's talk about that. You've obviously had physical therapy for you're twenty nine, right? For yeah. twenty nine years. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> for really for, for, for the majority of day your life, one, right? Day yeah. one
0: I got it. Day right. one. Uh day one and you I got it. So, so how
1: how has that physical therapy evolved over time for you? What does that look like for you?
0: Well, now, as Karen and I were talking about before this call, I used to, like every kid under the sun uh, with cerebral palsy, have a pediatric physical therapist. But now I uh, stopped seeing her when I was, And now I'm in a program called the Bridging Bionics Foundation. And you guys may be thinking, well, what does a foundation have to do with, with PT?
1: Right.
0: Well, here's the cool thing. I'm now the first woman in the country with cerebral palsy
1: walking in an exoskeleton. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I saw those at CSM. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, what does, so that, what does that feel like?
0: Well, it's okay. Let me back up here. It's used for the pale eyes. Pale eyes, I am not. So, right. it's used to get the pale eyes up and walking. The woman that founded the program, Amanda Boxtail got injured in a skiing accident okay. in 1992. And she crossed the skis, flipped over, broke her back, oh and then um, she, a couple years ago, crowdfunded this exoskeleton and was the first woman ever to crowdfund this exoskeleton. Now, granted, it's not cheap. So, no. lo and behold, she goes, now what am I going after using, it, after using it for many months, she decided to not only use it herself, but have it gifted to her own foundation.
1: Fantastic. And this is all centered in Aspen, right?
0: Yes. This right. is all centered in Aspen, but they do have an uh, exoskeleton at Craig Hospital, which is in Denver,
1: Colorado. In Denver. Very cool. And that's still through the Bridging Bionics Foundation?
0: Craigs is not. Okay. Craig's is through their own hospital. Okay. But that's all through the Bridging Bionics Foundation. Yes.
1: So now when you're when you have that on, because this is not a small piece of equipment. <clears throat> no, no. And so what is it what does that feel like? What is it do you feel I I don't know what the word is like. Did, are you getting? Is it helping you walk? Are you still using your own muscles and your own under your own volition in order to walk? What is that? What what's what's happening there? It's okay. It's a
0: big support system. Mm-hmm. If, if people know what I'm talking about when I say a pediatric gait trainer, yeah, or a pediatric standard or adult size standard, I'm using it as a gait trainer got it I'm using it as a gait trainer it's typically used for people that are paralyzed as I said mm-hmm. who don't have any movement in their legs I'm, and people kept asking me over the years um, why are you now using the exoskeleton you can walk I'm like well my gait, my gait is still cerebral palsy Mm -hmm. And I want to improve my gait. And so that's why I'm using it. I'm using it as a big adult gait trainer.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because I would imagine it allows for a more unified gait pattern than the one that you have on your own, right? Yes, yes. Got it, got it. It
0: allows for a unified gait pattern,
1: yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so and we'll have all of that up on the um the, the notes of the podcast about bridging bionics and Amanda Boxtail. And now as we were speaking before we started, I found out that your PT was also at Combined Sections in San Antonio. Yes. And so what did yep, she what, what did yes. she do there?
0: She did uh which I just found out when she got back, she said, Oh, by the way, I was at uh, the combined section meeting, and yeah, we did a case study on you and how this equipment has helped you. And I'm like, great. Now you, now the whole world knows that I'm in this. Gal, I'm in this exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. But because I'm in the exoskeleton, which is wonderful. Let me back up here. There's a piece of equipment called the Galileo tilt table. Okay. And basically what the Galileo tilt table is, it does, is decreases my tone. And it (sighs) took about a good six months for me to um, just simply get in the EXO Because my tone was so high, and tone is a part of sample palsy for those of you um, who are listening and don't understand that. Because my tone was so high, they had to literally get my tone down to get me in the XO so the XO wouldn't fight me and go into safety mode. And I'm still not allowed to walk at fundraisers because without Galileo tilt table I can't do it
1: got it so you use the Galileo tilt table first to reduce your tone and then yes. get into the yes. exoskeleton yeah got it got it and I think I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's this is not an overnight thing right no. No. No, no, no no it's and and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of dedication on your part so ask the patient and how many hours a week and in, are you actively working on your rehabilitation or on your fitness or, or, you know, on your physical therapy?
0: Well, I try, I walk every day with the assistance of a walker. But I try to do PT twice a week through the um, the Bridging Bionics Foundation. Uh And so I'm out there walking the XO twice a week Oh, that's great. On Mondays and Wednesdays. So, yes, and there is Facebook video of me floating around, so you might want to grab that. I will be, grab that. To see what, um, what I'm actually talking about. But it's unique technology. And for those of you who work um, with Craig Hospital in Denver, Colorado, Craig Hospital is a world... We now spinal cord hospital and so they
1: have this technology too that's great and what has using the exoskeleton done for you have you seen a change in your gait pattern when you're walking on your own with the walker I,
0: ha- I have I have and my um, back muscles are so weak and my neck mm. muscles are so weak that the exoskeleton helps me stand up. And the reason why I say that is because I am about to have um, back surgery here because I, about 10 years ago, I had rods placed in my back, hands and rods for scoliosis. And unbeknownst to all of us, the my spine decided to now reject the thoughts. So
1: Gosh. basically,
0: the um, there's a good PT story for you, Karen. And I, so basically, what I heard was a loud gunshot pop. So I'm, it's it was
1: that loud inside yes. your back, yeah, sounded like a gunshot, yeah, yeah,
0: it sounded like a gunshot three years ago. And I'm like, oh oh, jeez, I bet my laws and, no, what's happened is the laws are personally fine, but, um, so, basically, what I'm doing now is I'm on medical hold as to what I can do with the EXO, even though they, even though they, my doctors say, well, if you give up snowboarding and give up, uh, PT, you lose all mobility, mm-hmm. which is true from a PT's perspective. And so, basically, I'm limited to what I can do until I uh, until I get more information next week. We're well, recording this interview on February, on March 1st, March 7th is going to be my update. And it's because okay. of tell you guys what's going on, but I am planning to, um, even come back even stronger than I am now because I won't have, I won't be living in chronic pain and I won't be dealing with weak back muscles and weak neck muscles.
1: Well, I, and believe me, knowing you for the last couple of years, I absolutely expect you to come back stronger than ever. Yes. After yes, this, yes. after whatever, whatever surgery. So now, are you still snowboarding?
0: I am. Um, okay. I had to, um, I ha- had to cut that a little bit short because of doctors' artists, because oh. they're doing a full CAT scan on me, mm-hmm. lovely. And they say, no, spend the U.S. exercise the day before the CAT scan, so I'm like, like now you guys want me to keep up exercise, but at the same time, you don't. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't get who decided that one. I don't get who decided that one. But it's going to be a team effort afterwards, and it's going to be a PT and family and all my PT's are going to be gathering around me, I know that, mm-hmm. and saying... Let's do this and including the Bridging Bionic uh, Foundation and I have a traditional PT next next door, directly next door to the Bridging Bionic oh, cool. Foundation. And I said to her, Well, if they want me to do traditional P T Right. And because uh, because people are amazed that I'm not doing traditional PT. Walking in the exo and using the
1: Galileo tilt table is my PT. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I, I guess my question for you is, you being someone who has had the need for PT for their entire life, what advice do you give to physical therapists that might that might be listening to this podcast, coming from the patient perspective? Oh,
0: geez, now you now you nicely back me into Ghana, but I'll give it my best shot. So here we go. My advice for the new PT student is: don't go by the textbook. Do not go look up cerebral palsy in a textbook because cerebral palsy varies case by case. I know people personally some that have heavy speech impediments Mm -hmm. and can walk perfectly fine with the CP gate independently. I know people that are wheelchair bound completely. I know people that are non-mobile, non-functional, non-verbal either. So don't go by the textbook of of CP.
1: Yeah, amen, sister. I've, I'm with you on that one. Thank you. Thank because, you. Because, because if, is... if you do that, you're limiting yourself. Yeah. And, and you want to have as broad a scope, especially working <laughs> with people with cerebral palsy or really any neurological um, issue. You have to you have to keep that mind as open as you can. Yeah. And and I think also you have to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like you have to be pretty creative with your treatments. Because if you're a physical, if you're like yourself, you're going to be in physical therapy for life. How boring is it if you go to your PT and they're doing the same thing every time?
0: Well, that's what, um, you bring up a good point. That's what my uh, pediatric physical therapist did. And it's like, Really? You, really? you I I love pediatrics really, but sometimes they get stuck in the rut. And so when the Bridging Bionics Foundation came to me and came into my life, I thought, okay, adult physical therapy time here. And I gave up the pediatric physical therapy when I was 16 only because she, only because insurance wouldn't pay for it anymore. Got one. it. And then, um, she was just grumpy, too. So, um... That's not good. She had, she had MS, which made her grumpy. Got it. Which, for those of you who don't know what MS is, MS is musculoskeletal sclerosis, and it's lesions on the spine, lesions on the brain, and mm-hmm. she, um never really gone over it through her pediatric PT career. So I had to put up with that. But now that I'm adult dealing with PT, it's
1: much easier. And you mentioned insurance wouldn't cover it. How much of a struggle is it for for patients with lifelong conditions to have to deal with insurance? Well, I was... Fighting insurance
0: yesterday, I'm lucky because I um, have had insurance all my life, and my, my parents have fought this one all my life. But now, since I'm on Medicaid and Medicare, uh-huh. I, um, I have to fight it myself. And so, for those who are fighting it, good luck. <laughs> good luck because I know several PTs that I had one PT that used to be my aide, and she goes, I won't take insurance because it's a pain it's a pain in the neck and mm-hmm. so I am um, good luck for those parents who are now newly diagnosed and finding insurance, but I'm lucky that to use the EXO, I only have to pay one flat and then I get it we get use of it for
1: the whole year. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's so, a, that's it and so that doesn't even have to go through any insurance to no, use the, no, the you way, know, That's really the way, smart. The way
0: that Amanda said that she didn't want the medical system and because the medical system gives all of us the heebie jeebies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Matt. It does give all of us the heebie jeebies. <laughs> Um, yes. because you, you know, as, as the patient, as the provider, you should not have to fight for coverage for no, someone no. who needs it. This, that should not be a thing, you know? Um, and especially for people who are going to be lifelong, cause it, you need the physical therapy. Yes. Yes. I mean, you, you just, you just do when you have a diagnosis like cerebral palsy, you need it. And I think it's, it's, uh, It's a no-brainer to me, but that's
0: just me. You and I are cut from the same thought, and I think a lot of uh, PTs and a lot of pediatric PTs are now thinking the same realm that you and I are thinking Mm -hmm. in, and definitely Amanda Boxtail was thinking of the medical field, and because the exoskeleton is not approved by the FDA yet. Ah, uh, got it. It's it's kind of tricky, so we're kind of doing it underneath the rug a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's fascinating technology. So to get more funding we have to tell people about it and yeah. Yeah so absolutely
1: And now, do you think you'll ever go to a CSM conference? Um, I, if I... First of all, I I think it's amazing that you even know what CSM is as a patient. I think that's wonderful, by the way.
0: Well, um, my physical, I only know it because of you, and my physical therapist looked at me like I was nuts when I said, exactly, I know where you were, I know what CMM uh, CMM is and it's my physical therapist goes you do? I don't have to explain anything to you and I just said look I have a podcast that I listen to and maybe everyone should listen to this podcast just to learn about different disabilities I mean if you guys want to go back to a fabulous episode you did with JJ Virgin about Mind Over Matter, yeah. which is my philosophy. Oh my God, that for, uh, that book! I need to get that book now. Yeah, and I'm also trying to get her on my podcast as well. And so she spoke my language from a um, from a Mind Over Matter. Concept because it's all about mind over matter. If we're going to be lifelong um, PT, PT students, and if we're going to be lifelong students in general, we have to do it mind over matter.
1: I agree, and you know, when you should come to CSM and do some podcasts for your podcast. Oh,
0: God, I would, I would love I would love that if I could make the time. I would love that. Well, next next year it's in a, it's
1: in New Orleans.
0: Uh I would love that if I could make the time. You guys, I would definitely love that because what I've been told is technology and GT are changing a thousand miles a minute. I mean, I never thought I would see a day in my life where I would be the bionic woman. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. and I never thought that I would be walking in an exoskeleton. exoskeleton
1: I mean I think I love that you just said I never thought I'd be the bionic woman I think that's great <laughs> um, but it's yeah the the pace at which technology is pushing forward and also pushing physical therapists forward and pushing the medical community forward I think is is one of the best parts as, as I've gotten older as a physical therapist and gone through my career, it's one of the best things I've seen because with advancing technology, you could just help so many people who need it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we're, we're running a little short on time here, unfortunately. So aside from, you know, coaxing you to come to CSM next year, which listen, I can, maybe we can make that happen. We'll see what we can do. Um, what so this is a question I've been asking everyone um, who comes on the program and that question is what advice would you give to yourself let's say the girl who graduated from high school X amount of years ago knowing what you know now what advice would you give to yourself back then
0: knowing what I know now what advice would I give? Myself 18 at 18, yeah. which is 2006. And my advice would be always, 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 always look for alternatives in PT and always, always trust your orthodox, thank you, and the orthodox, because the orthodox knew what he was. My also just knew what he was talking about. Now I wish I listened to him more than I actually did, but um, I didn't. And so always, 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 always look for alternatives in P T and what I'm going to say is if you can if you get injured and you can afford a plane ticket, do it. Because I uh I know I told you this on last time. I was lucky enough to get thrown up at age three to Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, Charlottesville, Virginia is one of the most beautiful spots on the planet. And so I was lucky enough to have one of the top speech pathologists work with me. And that was in Charlottesville, Virginia, because at the time, we had a phenomenal speech pathologist, but um, because we're so low in Colorado, um, we didn't have the resources that um, they didn't. So my point being is if you have an injury and you don't necessarily like where your PT is going, research what you can, and contact either can or contact the Bionics Foundation or contact the Craig Hospital and always, always, always look for alternatives in PT.
1: Yeah, I think, and I think that's great advice because you want to make sure that you're taking control <laughs> of your life and that you're getting what you need from your therapist. And if you're not, go somewhere else. Yeah. That's it. Great advice.
0: That's it. That's it. I mean, we, um, people, people say to me, all, and I'll probably have this fight in the hospital. For the longest time, round run, they didn't want to teach me how to walk up stairs. Funny enough. Mm. Because, um, people with scoliosis who have the surgery land up in wheelchairs. I said, how the heck am I going to go home? My house is full of stairs. And they go, I don't know. So the um, next time I brought my own PPN and it was so funny that, and I might have to convince someone to do it, uh, explain to them when they give me the update, look, I need to go to the gym, and I need to be walking up and down those stairs 48 hours after surgery. And so um, when I bought my own PT in, the nurses are like, oh, we need to pull these IVs out of women," and, and my PT looks at the nurse and says, please do it. She did it really nicely, and the nurse goes, gulp. Go whatever you want. And this was the head of the PT department. And the nurse goes, gulp, whatever you want. Here's when walking up and down the stairs in the gym, in the hospital. So that's why I say always, 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 always look for alternatives in PT.
1: And I think that's a great way to end this episode. Now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have a podcast, also. Yes, so I do. Where can people find the podcast? What's the name? I mean, we'll have it all in the show notes, but let's go ahead and plug it.
0: Let's go. Let's go ahead and plug it. That's very kind of you know. My podcast is going to be Butterflies of Wisdom, and I also have another podcast called The Sun of Six Twenty Two, Butterflies of Wisdom which Karen has been on, Mm -hmm. um, is my interview show. I interview um, leaders, not necessarily with disabilities, but I interview leaders in cutting-edge business, and I'm learning from them. And then I'm also starting another podcast soon, as soon as my health gets a little bit better. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the disabled butterfly, and I'm hoping Aww. to um, focus on strictly disabilities because I think that's what's needed.
1: That's wonderful. That sounds that sounds like a great podcast, and I've got some people for it. So when 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 you're healthy and you're up and going, I've got some people who I think yeah, would be great. I know,
0: I know you, I know you would. And so if you guys. One I'm also looking for a co-host on that one. They don't have to be necessarily in the p t field, mm-hmm. although that would be a help. They don't necessarily have to be in the p t field. They can just be the average Joe that wants to learn about disabilities because I'm thinking now that's what's needed. To help all these PTs out to um, learn about different disabilities.
1: I think it's great. I think that sounds great and I look forward to that one uh coming into the universe once you're up and feeling a hundred percent or yeah. better or like we said, better than ever, which I do not doubt you will that will happen. Better um than- I, I don't doubt that at all. Yes. All right. So, Wynne, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast yet again. And uh, to everyone who's listening, maybe we can get Wynne to come to the Combined Sections meeting in New Orleans and have her do some of her podcasts from there. You can do them well, live. That would be amazing. We can. I'm up. I'm let's,
0: in. I'm in for it. Let's think that – let's try and make that happen. And okay. I hope that you guys enjoyed – the patient's perspective. And as I said, don't always go look in the textbook about any disability, including CP, thank you very much. And I hope you guys
1: enjoyed the patient's perspective, as I said. Well, thank you very much. And spoken like a podcast host herself to end the show. So thanks everybody for tuning in today. Um, have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.
0: Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.